0: Hello, Third Degree Burn listeners. This is Tim Elliott, and I am recording a special supplement to our previous, uh, recently released episode number 42, where Brian, John, and Kirk covered Action Comics annual number 6. I was not able to be on that show, but I wanted to record a brief little bit where I gave my impressions of the book so that, you know, I wanted to give my two cents. I don't want to be left out of the show. So let's get right down to it. I uh I like this book. I this is my first time reading it. I hadn't I was not aware of it. I think I own it uh, somewhere in my collection. When I collected Burn, uh, so many of his books I've got that I haven't read, but I had not actually read this one until Brian, or possibly Curry, whoever I want to make sure I give proper credit to whoever suggested we cover this. But I thought the artwork was good. The story is intriguing. It's an interesting idea. I don't think Burn explored it to the depth that i wish he had but i will agree with my uh, my colleagues on the show which first of all i say br- thank you brian kirk and john for putting out a great show i'm sorry i was not able to be on it uh the artwork's good it's got a great splash page the coloring's good i like it does have great burn tech i'm kind of kind of curious as to burn's take on garrell leaving this is kind of a if if superman was an adult when he left but it's not really, it's more of an ancestor of his. He leaves as an adult but he is leaving uh, Krypton and it it sounds like this Krypton is the same that Byrne described in Man of Steel. It was a very, very highly uh, sophisticated planet, very high-tech, but it had grown very cold and sterile and unemotional and they were kind of out of touch with they, they had lost their lust for life, their zest for life. They no longer cared. They didn't have any passion for anything. That seems to be what Burn is going for here, except in this case, Garel wants... He craves that power. He he must have been studying Earth the same way JorEl had, so he was aware of it. He He's aware of the effect that r- the Yellow Sun would have on him. It would increase his power. It's why he bathes himself in this radiation on his trip there. Uh, but he wants to... He's leaving a planet that has lost its, its, its craving for life, but he craves power. So he's leaving. He's not doing, he's not trying to save the rest of the planet. It's a very, it's a very selfish, uh, his motive, his motives are very selfish. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to save the planet. He just wants to save himself and find a place where he's discovered, you know, we don't know how, we don't know how he found out. He doesn't seem like he's a scientist. We don't know how he found out about Krypton exploding or what the situation is. I would like a little backstory on that. But I mean, why he is seeking out this this primitive planet compared to Krypton where he can basically be a god. And he wants to... He seeks that power. I know who you are. And I saw what you did. Now, scat! Oh, I'm the god. I'm the god! <laughs> the, uh, I thought the opening... And throughout the whole book, but the opening prose especially is... It seems like Byrne is trying to capture the style of the time that this takes place uh, when he lands at 1869, or excuse me, 1769. So he seems to be, it's very uh, poetic, uh, his the, the descriptions in the beginning about the planet blowing up and his motivation. So it seems like Byrne is trying to capture a style of, of writing of the period that he's taking, he's, that he has placed this story Uh, the opening scene the uh, opening scenes I'm going to go through this pretty quickly I'm not going to cover do a a real in-depth one that that the guys did I'm surprised that you guys did not mention or maybe you weren't aware that the raven struck me all the world of there's a skit from my python with Dennis Moore where he he's a highway robber and he pulls people over and he steals their flowers or lupins England 1747 stand and deliver not on your let that be a warning to you all. You move at your peril, For I have two pistols here. I know one of them isn't loaded anymore, but the other one is, so that's one of you dead for sure. Or just about for sure, anyway. It certainly wouldn't be worth your while risking it, because I'm a very good shot. I practice every day. And that's the first thing I thought of when I saw The Raven. He seemed like Dennis Moore. And I agree with Brian that I don't think this is a Batman analog. He seemed a little brutal, a little rapey to be Batman. Why would Burn make Batman... To Brian's point, why would he make him kind of a villain? Uh, I think he's just there to—he's uh, there as a plot a plot point. He's there to get these guys out of the out of the carriage so that when the—and um, it's a great scene of the wormhole. When the wormhole, this kind of Kirby-esque like energy where the ship crashes, where where he was about to uh, have his way with uh, the wife, and then Garrel s- comes out and. It it is very next like Brian. Uh, I agree with his shaved head, and then he you know dispatches the Raven, and then immediately sets about the kind of lays out what his his plan is. He's I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna you know the sun's gonna make me stronger. I'm gonna rule this place, and then he gives it and he even names himself, which I thought that was a mistake. I I thought he he apparently knew English because he was studying Earth, so he was he's able to he he knew English. And he calls himself the Warlock Royale. That that name should have been given to him by the natives. He should not have uh, called himself. You know, they thought he was some type of a demon, but they shouldn't have. He shouldn't have named himself that because that seems too colloquial. They that should be name he came up with. And he adopts um, the the manner, the speak, and the dress very quickly when he comes and sees the the king and. Basically explains, you know, hey, I, I can help you out here. I don't want to take over. I can just take, I can just help you out. And then, of course, to Brian's point, what was he doing uh, for six years until seven years uh, until he comes in on? I guess this is the Continental Congress, and he uproots. He does. He does the Superman, the movie uh, bit with him drilling down underneath it, and he flies off with um, all our founding fathers, and they are promptly hanged. Why is he helping the king? I mean, he seems like his motives are—he doesn't want to rule; he just wants to help him bring order to the to the uh, to the planet. But why wouldn't he just just take over immediately? Why wouldn't he instead? Of he's like he's doing the king's bidding. Why wouldn't he just supplant the king right away and start uh, trying to shape the world the way he wants it? Then we jump 200 years in the future. I thought this could have been better. I uh, again, I thought the the kind of stagnation of the style of dress, the architecture technology to a certain extent. It's a weird mix of they've got gas burning cars, but it seems like they're still using mechanical presses. The architecture seems stuck in a style from 200 years ago. I wanted a more, I understand that it seems that, and he says this later, that gar has brought his version of Krypton to the earth. And Krypton was already kind of stagnated and, 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 sterile and cold and he's done that like there was nothing nothing changing there was no progress there was no ambition no no uh, again lust for life on krypton he's done the same thing with earth so that there's not a lot of progress in in technology or dress or even uh, the language except he just is just basically ruled the whole planet and now everything looks kind of like colonial england all over the world so i wanted a little more Variation in the design. I wanted it to look not quite futuristic, or not quite in the time period it's supposed to be, but have it look just have it look different. I I I I didn't want him to just kind of pull the fashion forward and all the tech and have a little mix of it. And John, I um, I want to tell you that it's uh, Francis was Logan's uh, friend. It was Francis six, I believe, and Logan five. Run, runner! You him! Run! (laughs) From Logan's Run. And the mall that it was filmed in was the apparel... The Dallas Apparel Mall. The Dallas Apparel Mart, excuse me. Uh, And you're right, it no longer exists, but... um, I have been to the water gardens that Brian is talking about, and they're pretty cool. So if you're ever in Texas and near Fort Worth, you should have a chance at least to go there and visit those. Okay, back to our story. I don't want to get too much on a Logan drawing tangent. And now back to the book. Uh, Now we have our most uh, recognizable characters outside of enter the into our story. Uh, We have the, of course, alternate version of Lois Lane and Peregrine White as we drop in on the uh, Daily Planet with its propaganda of freedom. This I thought was interesting. That why they would allow this much? Why would they allow the Daily Planet to get to the point where it could? He seems to be aware of what they're doing. He was fine with him, but you think Garrel would have had more of a? I expected more of an iron grip, the way the way Ultraman did in Earth Three. He would not allow Lois uh, Lois Lane to exist. I think he would have had her. Uh, dispatched or taken as be one of his concubines right away it seems like he's letting a little bit of this that these rebels exist to the point where he lets them exist until they he thinks that they are they are printing sedition and then he then of course he takes them down i don't think that would um i don't think that would ever come about i mean i know it has to be for the story so we have to have basically the, this is a parallel of the I guess the uh, the American Revolution, except with the Daily Planet and Lois Lane is its uh, center point. But I thought this should have been explored a little more. I wanted a little more. I wanted Bernie like scratches the idea here. He scratches the surface of a very interesting idea, but I don't I don't feel he follows through. I mean, as much as I enjoyed this book and the artwork, I wanted more. You know, it was it was. What could have been? I thought this might have been better as a limited series, maybe four issues. They could have explored more, a little more about Krypton. So we got a little more about uh, Garel on, er, on on Krypton. Uh, a little more exploration of how things on Earth had changed through the years and through his uh, his taking of Brides so that his Kryptonian blood is being dilate, uh, diluted. He's a little bit of... Uh, in the scene where he's... When uh, Kyle is talking to his grandfather... It's a little like Khan. I got a, a kind of a Khan vibe. You know, he he says he... You know, Khan said, uh, you know, I offered the world order. One man would have ruled eventually. We offered the world order. We? Uh, even though it was with an iron hand. And that seems to be what Garel is, is, uh, is offering. You know, he wanted peace. Except he... I think the, um, I think what he's trying to say with Kal-el coming in as an almost human Superman, you know, he's the Kal-el we know, but he's, he's basically human, and he comes in to a Kryptonian, and he chooses not to kill him. But he tries to reason with him, and I think that maybe what Byrne is trying to say is, and what what I think is often said about Superman is, it's not what makes Superman a hero. It's not his powers. It's not the fact that he can leap tall buildings in a single bound. It's his humanity. It's the fact that he was raised by, you know, decent people on Earth. And he grew up to be a decent person that does the right thing. So here we've got a human, Kal-El, who is the hero because of it's, hum- it's, it's his humanity. He realizes that this is not the way the world should be. And he goes up against his grandfather, who is a Kryptonian, because... He came to this Earth as a as a you know as a grown person, and another uh, point I would like to make that I thought it would have been more interesting if he came to Earth, just having, say he he had uh, found Earth, he studied it, he knew he had to find some place to survive Krypton blowing up, but he didn't come here seeking power. He was corrupted once he shows up, and he finds out that the Yellow Sun is giving him his vast power then he becomes corrupted and he becomes the dictator that he is in this story not he showed up wanting to do that he showed up wanting power he was like a throwback i guess uh, to krypton he wanted he had a lust for life he had ambition and he had a drive and a fire within him but it was the dark side and i think it would have been more interesting if he sh- if he had landed on earth and been corrupted to become the dictator Kal-El, many generations later is more human but he is something what is it about him that he's not he's not being raised to to uh, go against his grandfather It's just like something within him he thinks this is this world's wrong and he has kind of he hints that he has visions of that uh, the other world was um, uh, this is a world the kind of a shadowy world that he thinks he sees in his dream uh, of the way things should be. So I thought that would have been more interesting instead of just gar coming uh, and being exactly who he wants to be when he gets here, this has a very uh, a Generations vibe to it. But I didn't quite enjoy it as much as Generations. I thought the ending uh, of the book was uh, typical of most else what-ifs, else-wins, uh, else-world. Uh, it has to, has to establish the, uh, the status quo back to what we normally think of. So it deviates. It starts with a deviation, then it has to come back kind of full circle as to what, what we think, so that Kalel is the hero. Garel is leaving. The earth is, you know, there's going to be a huge power vacuum at first. But then uh, we're assuming that the uh, the governments of the world or a government will be established and we'll have, uh, you know, liberty and freedom. And Jarel will, you know, he, he seems to, I, th- I thought it's a little quick, but he seems to have a change of heart you know he after he realizes that he doesn't he seems to care a little bit I think John said this that uh, he does seem to care when uh Kal-El is killed or is dying but then he he thinks well he was he's foolish you know why were you why were you gonna oppose me and you know bury him somewhere like with his father but then once he discovers that the, he had the kryptonite he seemed to have a change of heart that that well he could have used it to kill me but he didn't so that you know, somehow that made him better than me, and maybe that has to go with the quote at the end. It, it, just a chance to be better. So Kylo chose not to take the easy route and kill his grandfather. He wanted to reason with it. He wanted him to understand, so that maybe he could still, you know, he wouldn't have to kill him or or, or banish him or whatever, and, and the, the, the world would the world could be what he thought his grandfather wanted. So I thought that was a little kind of a, a, a quick change of heart. Kind of a kind of a like the Batman scene uh, with Martha, but. You're letting him kill Martha! What does that mean? Why did you say that name? Find him! Save Martha! Uh, then he decides to that there's nothing left for him on Earth, and he flies off into space. He's going to you know, deposit his son to the sun, but, or his grandson to the sun. And then I guess he's going to fly off to, we don't know what his motivations are. Uh, I would like to point out that, uh, and maybe Brian, you can uh, correct me on this, but Haddon Byrne, uh, his, during his run when he rebooted Superman, he established that a Kryptonian could not survive, at least Superman could not survive in space without uh, oxygen. So maybe a with him being on earth for 200 years he's he's absorbed enough radiation that maybe he's more powerful so that's just a that's just a little nitpick you know it was a, it was a satisfying ending o- overall uh, I liked it um I thought the artwork was was good there were no I didn't feel there were any kind of standout pieces any kind of wow pages or images other than like the splash page and again I was more it was more dis- I was disappointed more in the story and I thought he could have gone. And This is not really a criticism. Well, it is. He, it's like he has an idea that he just kind of, he halfway followed through on. I wanted, I just wanted more. I mean, it, it's interesting enough that I saw this and read it, and I wanted more from him. Overall, I thought it was it was it was um, it was a good read. Uh, I wish I could have been on the show with you guys because I work better when I'm feeding off you guys. Just kind of, this is just off the top of my head after after listening to your show and 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 um, reading it. So. Uh, I wanted to give a just a brief, this is a real quick, brief uh, overview of what I thought the book was. It was good, it was interesting, but I just it just left me wanting more. And not more of the story, it's more of, I guess they did want me more of the story. I wanted it to be just, I wanted Burn to give me more to it. So that's my thoughts. Um, I hope you enjoy this little bit, and uh, the rest of the show that they did was great. And i hopefully be on the next show, and I will see you then. Goodbye. Just want to watch the world burn.